NotFest.com presents Talk To Me. With over 300 interviews under his belt and six years running, your host Joshua Toomey interviews metal and rock's heaviest hitters. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Here's your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Talk To Me here on NotFest.com. As always, I'm Joshua Toomey, joined by the one and only Chris Aiken. Chris, how we doing? Awesome, man. What's happening? Not a lot, man. Uh, you know, good week of uh, good week of shows here with uh, my interview with Tucker Rule. Great name, by the way, Tucker Rule. Like that just sounds like a, a, a like a '90s rom com teen movie. <laughs> sure. But uh, drummer for the band Thursday, and he's also in the new band LS Dunes with uh, members of Coheed and Cambria and uh, My Chemical Romance. So I haven't that heard was, that, that band was, yet. How is that band? I enjoyed it, man. I, I really, really enjoyed it. It's one okay. of those, um, you know, if you if you like that style of music, you'll probably enjoy it. But uh, he actually broke down. I didn't realize this, but he had uh, filled in for My Chemical Romance in like 2007. And that's like the height of the Black Parade. Okay. And I was just like, he, he kind of got the call like last minute to come and uh, fill in for their drummer. And, uh, you know, the whole thing like called, can you fly to Australia? Can you be here, you know, two days, learn the set, blah, blah, blah. Like one of those just crazy moments to where he sat down. And like I said, you know, height of just, just my, my chemical romance, like, you know, sure. fever. That's pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. pretty. That's pretty cool. Now, how does he? What does he do with with the Coheed guys? What 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 is the um? What's the makeup of that band? Is he the singer, guitar player? Was he? Doing? He's the drummer. Yeah, the and, drummer for. And who's who's singing? Oh, that would be. Is it the Rush sounding guy from Coheed? No, 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 no. It's the 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 guy from Coheed's uh, one of the guitar players. Okay. Uh, this is gonna be one of those like you should know this dummy. Um. The, the singer here. The singer is uh, Circus Survive and Seosun vocalist Anthony Green. Okay. Uh, my Chemical Romance guitarist Frank Aero, Coheed and Cambria guitarist Travis Stever, Stever, Thursday bassist Tim Payne at their end drummer Tucker Rule. So it's got yeah, like, I, a, like an emo super group. I've seen the name around there. I don't know why I haven't listened to it because I am an absolute Coheed freak. Yeah. I love them. I, oh, yeah. I, they're one of those great bands. I've only gotten to see them once. That's like the only drawback to them. They don't come here very often. Mm -hmm. The only time I saw them was when they opened for heaven and hell. And how long ago was that? Oh, wow. You know, it's what, 15 years ago or whatever, but, right. but man, that is a band can do no wrong. I don't know if you're how much of a fan you are of them, but they have those two records. The last two that they put out back to back, the Vaxis records. Okay. They are fucking astoundingly good. So they're, they're, that's my recommendation for the week before we even get started. <laughs> Coheed and Cambria, Vaxis 1 and 2. Fantastic. Um, looking to see the the one with Welcome Home on it is like the one that I just continually go back to. The Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star, Volume what? I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 1. Yeah. Is that <laughs> is the that one. the one that also has Feathers on it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Feathers is another good song. I, I, I love that band. I am a... I am a gigantic fan, but you wouldn't know it because I've only seen them one time. I think the only time that I was able to see them, they were, they were second of four on a bill at like a small club here. It was like right okay. when they very, very, very first came out. Uh, they were opening for the used and I think this, the start. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, and yeah, it was, it was them. And, uh, that was definitely in the height of the LimeWire downloading Napster era okay. because that was one of the bands I remember. I was like, oh, well, this band Coheed and Cambry, I want to check them out. So I went and downloaded a couple of songs. And I was like, oh, that guy sounds like Rush. Yep. <laughs> that <laughs> well, would have been like 2000, early 2003. Yeah. And that's the weird thing with that band for me is they do sound, that guy does sound like Getty Lee. Yeah. Which I'm not a Rush fan at all. I'm just not. I never have been a Rush fan. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden I hear this band and I loved them and it didn't make any sense in my, in my own brain. It didn't <laughs> yeah. make sense why I loved them so much, but great band, man. Love them. And the other part of this band, LS Dunes that, that I, I picked up on is 
every member of the band is like a founding member of the band they're from. Like typically you get these like super group bands, but they're like the third bass player and the second guitar player and like the new guys. But this is all like all founding members of their respective bands. Right. That's pretty sweet. I'm going to have to definitely check that out as soon as we finish this. And don't give me shit about Frank Iero not being a, a founding member of My Chemical Romance. I get it, but he's on the first album, kind of, yeah. so shut up. Shut he's up. There. He was there. That counts. <laughs> as long as he's not, you know, like the guy, the, the the current singer of Saliva trying to pass himself off as an original member or something. Right, yeah. You, you know, yeah, you normally get those, like, you know, this band features members of Primer 55 and Saliva, and it's like me and that guy. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you heard the commercial that I have on um, on CMS for, for Talk To Me? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where, Where it's like, like <laughs> the one, the only, I'm like, well, he's not really either of those things. <laughs> it's not necessarily one or the only. <laughs> it's like that old joke. It's like, uh, the big and tasty from McDonald's is neither big nor tasty. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, we've got to talk about it. Uh, you know, each week on the show recently, we've been Pantera Central 101, um, and more news out of the Pantera camp. Why don't we just change um, the name of the show back to drag the waters? Yeah, I know. Like I might as well bring <laughs> back drag the waters, man. Um, the, it's funny. They, they did, uh, they did a couple of shows so far without Rex. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I had it on my notes a couple of weeks ago talking about, I, I have a sinking feeling by the time that we get to see Pantera, it's going to be, I think Zach's going to be gone. Like I, I just, no, that's just my feeling. Like, but it was funny to see that Rex was the first one to kind of bow out. And then now that like, not that he's bowed out, he obviously got COVID or whatnot. Yeah. And he has to miss a couple of dates and, uh, and the dude from the illegal stepped up and, and luckily they kind of have a bat, you know, a, a, a minor league for Pantera and the illegals that I think any of those yeah. guys can kind of come in and step well, up. And they've and, done it. They did it for what a year. They played yeah. nothing but Pantera tunes for a year. So they know the songs. Yeah. So cattle keep, Cattle decapitation bassist Derek Ingman uh, filled in for a couple of shows. And that's where it's like, all right, only Phil. I'm like, nah, we're getting, now we're getting like to where I'm like, well, maybe this isn't Pantera. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Stop it. Does but, it matter? Uh, Again, I go back to what I keep saying. Does it matter? It, it does really doesn't matter. matter. As long as it sounds like Pantera. Look, I'd see it without Phil. I would see <laughs> Charlie, Zach. Uh, Derek Ingman and, um, you know, whoever the best Pantera tribute singer in the world is, I'd see that. I don't care. I just want to see those songs and have them be good. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely going to be a good time. Um, and the one the other thing we talked about was, you know, where did we think Pantera was going to play? And now they've been popping up on some of the summer fest for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pantera has already been announced for incarceration fest for uh, Wisconsin's rock fest and, uh, welcome to Rockville. Um, as, as a headlining band on each one of those dates. Yeah. Um, do, do you feel good or bad now that you've bought these Metallica tickets now that you've realized that Pantera is probably just going to be everywhere in your neighborhood like next year? I'm fine with it because I know where they're going to, they're playing incarnation, which is where um, that is. That's in Ohio. That's, that's, that's in, not, that's at the, the, where they shot the prison. Yeah, where they shot Shawshank, right? Yeah, yeah, the Shawshank prison. So they won't come close to me. That's as close right. as they're going to come to me. So nah, I'm fine with the Metallica tickets. All right, all right. I may go to Incarnation too, just to see Pantera, but I'll get there at about seven thirty. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going down there at noon to sit through a bunch of shit bands to get to Pantera. No. Yeah, and then they were announced today on uh, Welcome to Rockville, which I keep talking about doing one of these. You know, obviously, Louder Than Life is in my backyard, so it's easy to get to. But we talk about going to another festival. And the Saturday at Welcome to Rockville is Pantera, Godsmack, Alice Cooper, Chevelle, Alter Bridge, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin Evening, Knocked Loose, Rival Sons, Yellow Wolf, Pop Evil, Suicide Silence, Sepultura, The Bronx, Poor Stacy Horror, Zero, 930, Maylene and the Sons of a Disaster. I didn't realize that. Dayseeker, that's poet society creator the violent uh, star crawler and hammerhead um so that 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 saturday should be fun that's a lot of garbage mixed in with a few good <laughs> but then check out now you want to go for saturday and sunday because sunday mm-hmm. is tool deftones incubus the mars volta coheed and cambria 
Pennywise, Ghostbane, Grandson, Suko, Filter, Death Heaven, Death Heaven, Anti Flag, Senses Fail, New Year's Day, Nothing, Nowhere, Angel Dust, blah, 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 blah. Well, I heard two, I would see. Tool and Coheed. You don't want to hang out for Deftones and Incubus? No, bad, especially back to back. Oh, my God. Better come with a pillow. Uh, it's funny, man. My wife's like four favorite bands are Tool, Deftones, Incubus, and like Childish Gambino. I don't know where he fits into the whole thing. Okay, but it's funny the three headlining bands. Uh, so we'll probably be going to welcome. You'll be going to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then obviously, like the Thursday is you know Slipknot, Rob Zombie, Trivium, Bullet for My Valentine, Black Veil Brides. Um, and then the I guess Friday is Avenged Sevenfold, Evanescence, I Prevail. Uh, my my boys in Memphis may fire. Which one we do our uh, uh, top five, top ten list? Mm-hmm. They will be high up on there. Um, so yeah, should be should be a fun little weekend down there. And uh, look at that. So why don't you go down there and broadcast live? I might. You never know what I'm going to do. I'm crazy Just like that. Just whip out that phone and be like, I'm here on Notfest's YouTube, bitches. <laughs> There's a band called Bob Villain, like Bob. V Y L A N. Can't say I know them. Any relation yeah. to Bob Zilla <laughs> or Bob Dylan? But yeah, so it looks like you know Pantera is going to be doing some dates, and uh, you know, like we said, doing all of the uh, fests this summer. Do you feel like they're going to do their own tour, or are they are they just kind of filling in on like basically doing all of this type of stuff? I don't think they're going to do like a tour tour. And again, I have no knowledge, so. Please don't, please don't say well that I better buy my Metallica tickets because I heard it on, on Talk to Me, because I have no knowledge, I have, I have no insider information at all on this, but just the way that they're only doing the festival dates and stuff, and the fact that I, that we know that Anthrax is somewhere in the process of finishing up a record. Anthrax is going to be touring. Yeah. Anthrax will be out there touring, which means Charlie is not going to be available for unless Pantera is paying more. And, and boy, would that be shitty if he was to <laughs> leave Anthrax to, to go do Pantera dates, boy, I don't know that that would be, that would be an ugly rivalry amongst fans. I would think, but, but again, you got the illegals guy. You got, yeah. this, got that guy waiting in their wings. He knows the songs. Yeah, call blue. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, but Anthrax has done multiple shows without Charlie. You yeah, know, call, call Gene Hoagland, call John Deddy. You know, call one of yeah, those. Yeah, but guys but up. it's one thing to do a show because Charlie's sick because he can't yeah. travel. It's another thing because he chooses to put something else above Anthrax. Right. That's something different. Yeah, I don't know if he would do that or not, but uh. I guess we we should call him up. Yeah. <laughs> you got his number. You're the friend. What you Carla's your friend, isn't she? Uh, I could probably I could probably uh, work around that. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Make that happen. Te- email her right now. Huh. Just pick up the phone. Hey, Carla, put Charlie on. <laughs> I need to talk to Charlie. I got some that. questions. <laughs> uh, have you watched this uh, Gibson TV, the Icon series with Rex Brown? Well, because of that name, no. It is fantastic. Really? It is. It is really, really well done. Okay. Um, A friend of mine works over there at Gibson with all these people. I texted him afterwards. I'm like, dude, kudos to you guys. This like, this was absolutely amazing. Like the, you know, they had a film crew and they, they, I mean, they did it up. It's not like a, you know, a zoom interview. It's okay. they They took the cameras to, to Rex's house and Rex, you know, talks about the early days all the way up till now. Um, obviously the big quote from this was, uh, Pantera's Rex Brown says Vinnie Paul indirectly blamed Phil Anselmo for time bags death. So gee, wow. In other news, there's wet stuff in this bottle. <laughs> Jesus. Are you kidding? I mean, how I get that. It's a, that it's a hot take quote. Yeah. But come on. We've been hearing that since 2004. It's not yeah. news. I will say that like he really goes in depth on the him kind of being the middleman and yeah. like because obviously the down stuff and then uh, you know doing the stuff with uh, Rebel meets Rebel and like he ca- he was kind of like the middleman of all this 
And uh, he talks about how it was you know, about the brothers and mm-hmm. and uh, kind of being, like I said, like the the middleman and how he was one of the big proponents of, you know, he didn't want to be in Ireland after September 11th. Like he wanted to go home, not realizing that that was kind of the end of Pantera. Right. All, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's very, like I said, well done and just well shot and a lot of photos and things like that. In it. No, I, look, it's great when they do a professional one. I wish they would have done a better guy, but whatever, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, look, Rex certainly, certainly knows the inner workings of, of this whole situation, but I don't think it's a secret. I, I, I love seeing how many fans are outraged that he's saying this stuff. He's just telling it the way he saw it. And it's not new. It's not like all these years we've been hearing something different. And then all of a sudden this shocking revelation is coming out. We've literally, am I wrong in thinking we've been hearing this almost since the day dime died? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like these are the headlines that you see and you're like, yeah, no shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but it's okay. It's been 18 years. We get it. We get it. Vinny blamed Phil. That's why they didn't get back together. That's why they didn't shake hands at a private Denny's or something one-on-one just to become friends again. Cause he blamed that guy for getting his brother killed. We got it. Right. Move along. <laughs> so if, if, if this is bigger than Rex got COVID, like Rex had a falling out with Phil or something. And like, he's, he is done in this version of Pantera. Mm-hmm. You're still, you're still going. Yeah. All right. I bought my tickets. I'm going. Well, I know you, I know you bought your tickets. I'm going. Yeah. I bought I bought it for the price of an illegals ticket pretty much. So I'm definitely going. <laughs> so basically, yeah, basically you'll see the illegals with with uh you know Zach Wild <laughs> and a uh better stage show. Dude, put Leon on the other guitar, I'd probably still go. He's a good dude, man. Good solid yeah, he is. dude. I, I mean I, I would I would definitely go see I want to see these songs played right. Right. And so far, what I'm seeing is these songs are being played right. I'll be honest. The only guy other than of the of the other three, the only guy to me that I think is truly not replaceable is Charlie. Charlie has that sound nailed. Yeah. And that is the one thing that they never did with the illegals. The illegals never had the drum sound nailed. It always right. might have just been because it was a cheaper drum kit. Probably yeah. was, but... But I mean, that drum sound sounds that big triggery drum monstrous echoey thing that Vinny did and nobody else does is there. I I think Charlie's the only band guy that's that's not replaceable in this thing. Well, I think that they've they've obviously put way more money into this than they ever did with the illegals. Yeah. And the thing with the illegals was, I mean, they were kind of a a, a jammier band anyway that that kind of had a dirtier sound to begin mm-hmm. with and then you ask all those guys to sound like pantera and it's just not going to happen without the yeah. budget well and not only that those guys and this is not a slap because i like these bands too but they were much more of a death metal band right you know the illegal stuff was kind of like mr bungle does death metal and um and and even the other stuff that they're involved in like scour and stuff like that I mean, Scour is like a seriously heavy band, and I think two or three of the Illegals guys are in that band too, aren't they? I know Ingman is. Yeah, Ingman is definitely. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's move on to uh, another guy we talk about a lot on this. Uh, a couple of uh, Dino Cazares uh, quotes out there now. Did he announce a singer? Never mind. Well, he says the new Fair Factory singer is 36 years old and basically unknown. Oh, good. So next week we're going to find out he's 5'8", 178 <laughs> pounds and still unknown. Um, in a brand new interview with the Ever Black podcast, uh, Fear Factory guitarist Dino Cazares once again opened up about his band search for a new vocalist following the departure of Burton C. Bell. Funny story, and this has truly happened. The other mm-hmm. day, I, lo- I I was getting a FaceTime call from yeah. Burton C. Bell, and I and I'm assuming it was like a butt dial or something. Right. I'm like, why is Burton C. Bell trying to like huh. butt dialing me? I called him back. He obviously didn't answer, but it was uh, right. very funny to look down and see that Burton C. Bell was trying to call me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, more at least than- you made it to his phone. Yeah, I mean, I'm either saved in his phone or like at least in his old calls or something. I don't <laughs> right. Know. 
But uh, yeah, so regarding the decision to keep the new singer's identity a secret for so long, he said, the thing about it is everybody is expecting it to be this massive rock star dude coming in, but it's not that at all. The guy is basically kind of unknown. There are some Fear Factory fans that kind of know who it is, but they don't really know yet. He's a super talented guy. He sounds like classic Burton from the demanufacturer slash obsolete era. He's a younger guy, 36 years old. Compared to me, he's younger. Here's, see, this is it's driving me nuts. Right. And he should know how to do this better than anybody at this point. If it's an unknown guy, just put his name out there. Right. Put his name out there and let people get used to that guy and find all his old clips with his old bands or whatever and get used to the guy. If it's an if it's a name guy, that's when you keep it secret because then you can big splash it. If, he, if he's he's waiting and waiting and waiting until he has a song. I'm sure that's what it is, is they're probably recording right. a new song to release as well as you know, replica or something you know, something to put out there so you can hear this guy do the old thing. And that's great. And that'll make a 30 second pop. But the truth is, is it's going to be, it's going to be a letdown by keeping it a secret, but keeping talking about it for all this time. You know, we've been talking about this since what the summer, right? Isn't the summer when he said that he, I might bring in a girl to sing. I might bring in a, (laughs) I might bring in a child to sing, you know, he, well, I mean, no, honestly, I think that was last year because okay. he, because I think he was, he was either my last interview before I became a part of NotFest or my first interview okay. on NotFest. But I mean, even back, like back then he was talking about a, a yeah. female, it could be a female vocalist. Yeah. So what's it going to be? It's going to be a who cares moment when he does announce it because it's not going to be anybody name. Right. You know, if it, if it was somebody legit, like really, and I'm not saying it, I guess legit's not the right word because the guy could be very legit, but if it's not somebody that people know, you know what is that? What's the impact going to be? Hey, it's John Smith. <laughs> Woo. So what? Right. You know, I just feel bad for this guy who guy, whoever it is, has been like sitting there, like I'm the fear factory singer and he's been the fear factory singer for like a year now. Yeah. And we still got to wait like six more months to even like, just to be able to like talk about it and, you know, get hyped and change his Facebook profile and all that. Stuff. Sure. Is he sitting yeah. around? I mean, is he still in a band? I'd be curious if he's still in a band knowing that he's quitting. Right. Has he told his bandmates that he's quitting? You know. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's got to make some money somewhere and it's not like he's moving on to, you know, Led Zeppelin where there's going to be instant fame and money. It's fear factory. Well, it's funny you said that because that was the second part of the, uh, the fear factory nonsense here over okay. at metal injection. Yes. Um, they put, po- they posted, um, something about dark funeral looks like. And, uh, the quote is on this tour, there's been a few nights where we have had to pay the venue more for selling merch than our guarantee. Um, And then Dino came back and said, that's why this tour we're doing coming up will be in a van. The cost of touring is making it, making it impossible to make any money. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So basically on the next uh, fear factory tour, the guy that's coming, that's 36 years old. It's a nobody <laughs> is joining this huge established band and he gets right back in the van. Yeah. You drive from 12 to four. <laughs> <laughs> you can't drink at the show because you have first shift of driving. That's right. Oh man. That sucks. That's and, and dude, the costs are way ridiculous. These we had, um, on Chris Aiken presents the other day, we had Johnny Gioelli on okay. and he was, he was talking about the costs in Europe. And he was telling us about that just to just to bus across Europe for 17 days with Axel Rudy Pell was 50 G's. Wow. Just for the bus. And I'm just like, oh my God. You know, then hotel rooms, whatever. He said that it's so expensive over there that they had one band member that they had to sub out solely because they couldn't justify the plane tickets for the band member. Not not for any other reason than they couldn't justify. It was like $5,000 to fly her to Norway or somewhere. And they couldn't justify it. So they brought in somebody that lived in Norway to just sub in. It's like, man, that's shitty. I mean, it's probably going to get 
close to that soon. You know, most uh, most bands, you know, either you know playing to way more tracks, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know doing the whole. Like, I mean, I know it's a big thing for like you know guys like Ripper Owens, things like that, to have a you know he has a European band and a Brazilian sure. band, and you know kind of having that that whole thing, uh, so he doesn't have to fly a bunch of people to these mm-hmm. countries. There's just people waiting for him when he gets there. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I can see that way more uh, well, with yeah. artists coming up. And we've had big bands that have said, well, we're not coming to Europe now. Anthrax. Yeah. Anthrax canceled Europe because they couldn't, they couldn't just either justify the expenses of the, of the tour. What was it? It was either that they couldn't justify it or the value was, wasn't for, wasn't enough for it. Yeah. It was like three times their original budget, I think was the, yeah. was the and, deal. And so I think what you're going to end up seeing is that Amer- for the first time in, in our existence, you're going to see um, American bands only touring America, and you're not going to see European bands coming over here at all, like European or England or any of them. I think people are going to stay stay where they live for a little while, at least till it settles down. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's kind of where we're at with all the inflation and and just you know lack of of buses, and I'm assuming you know it's a supply and demand thing. So yeah. so the bus companies are probably you know. Uh, charging a little extra and and you know these these budgets to begin with are are paper thin to sure to, to even get off the you know get off the ground so i mean if you if you come in that it's a, a fifty thousand dollar tour that's the budget and they come back with well, actually it's going to be a hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah like, uh no might as well might as well just do some live streams yeah. well and, and the other thing too is that with less venues there's probably more travel involved right you know, I mean, you just might not, a band like Anthrax just might, you know, to go from Germany to Sweden or wherever. Yeah, I don't know, Dick, about how Europe works. But, <laughs> but if they're right. going, as an example, from Germany to Sweden, there's probably some place in the middle that they would normally play that might not be there anymore. Which means they don't have a venue the right size to compensate for enough money. So now you're talking about a day off. And, and I'm imagining that American bands... Just like the European bands, when they come here, they can't afford a day off. They need to, they need to do twenty-one shows in twenty-one days and go back, or else they they go back at a loss. You know, I'd, I'd imagine now that's what we're seeing from the American bands going to that to that side. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I, I do see, I do feel like I'm seeing a lot more, you know, bands going to. Uh, you know, Australia and things like that. I don't know if they're, they're basically going to have to start giving some sort of like tax incentives to like come to our, uh, you know, come yeah. and tour for us and things like that. Probably will. I mean, and you're right. For some reason, Australia is picking up like even smaller bands that I would not think could afford to go to Australia. Like there's that glam fest tour that was announced and it's like all oh, bands I would have never thought could afford to go to Australia. It's like Wednesday 13 and tough. And, um, <laughs> I forget who else is on. I think Pretty Boy Floyd might be on that tour. I mean, really bands that I would not expect could afford, you know, eight, ten thousand dollars worth of plane flights to go to go to Australia, but they're going. And it's like I know Ron Keel is going. You know, again, he's I mean, he works his ass off, but still yeah. it's still fucking five thousand dollars or whatever just for a plane ticket. It's expensive. Here's the story I was looking for. Uh, Anthrax cancels Bloodstock open air performance uh, appearance due to logistical issues. Uh, you know, Anthrax has canceled its appearance at next year's Bloodstock open air festival due to logistical issues beyond the band's control. Okay. Uh, the thrash metal veterans were scheduled to perform on the Ronnie James Dio stage on August 12th, 2023. Uh, they have been replaced by Trypticon. Trypticon? Boy, what a step down that is. <laughs> the occult avant-garde metal project formed by former Hellhammer and Celtic Frost singer, guitarist, and main songwriter Tom Gabriel Fisher, a.k.a. Mm. Tom Gabriel Warrior. I thought Warrior. it was just Tom G. Warrior. Yeah, he's Whatever. Tom G. <laughs> Warrior. Yeah, what a step down if you're expected to see Anthrax and you get fucking Trypticon. Ugh. So yeah, so they they so Anthrax canceled their 2020 2022 fall touring activities due to ongoing logistical issues and now they're already starting to cancel next year's uh mm. European stuff too. 
Oh. The logistical in 2023 might be that Charlie Panati has <laughs> has commitments at the at the festivals in the in the U.S. The 2020, yeah, the logistical issue is, uh, <laughs> yeah, is Rockville, <laughs> right? <laughs> Listen to Bloodstock uh, selling uh, Trypticon here in an unmissable UK exclusive performance from iconic metal pioneers Trypticon. They'll be treating Bloodstock to a Celtic Frost set. So wow! So Trypticon's playing Celtic Frost. Uh maybe it's just me. I don't know, and and I'm sure somebody's going to come back and tell me I'm full of shit. Other than Venom, that might be the least interesting band that gets more notoriety. Celtic Frost from the '80s. I can't name two two songs that I like from that band. I don't I even know, think I could name two songs. <laughs> I know the albums. You know, I know Celt was one a Cold Lake, something in a Cold Lake, and. I know that one. That's <laughs> I have the other one. I have the other ones here somewhere because I interviewed um War- Tom Warrior at one point. Okay. But I that's just not I don't get it. I don't get what it was about them that people liked. There was always better bands. There was always better heavy bands. I don't know. I just I hear that and I'm like if you were around in 83 or 84 when that shit was coming up, why weren't you just listening to Creator? Why would you have gone to that? No telling. Uh, something close to home for you. Um, yeah. Chimera reunite classic members for the first shows since 2017. You know I'm going to that. Uh, Metalcore heavyweights. Chimera are you reuniting for a pair of shows next year. Welcoming back several classic members to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their breakthrough album, The Impossibility of Reason. So cool. Uh, let's see here. Both show. Let's see. Yeah, both shows will be held at the Agora Theater in Cleveland okay. on May 12th and 13th, with Integrity and State of Conviction set to open the first night, while Ringworm and Solip. You might know this. Solipsis. Does it, it end with an S or a T? T. I think it's solipsist. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> looks like what it says. Uh, we'll serve as the special guests for the uh, second night. Uh, the lineup for these shows will follow our, our as follows. Mark Hunter on vocals, Rob Arnold on guitar, Matt DeVries uh, on guitar, Jim Lamarcia on bass, Chris Spizuka, Spizuza, Spikuza. There we go. Spikuza. And Austin Diamond on drums. Ah, uh, it's not it's not Andals, huh? I saw that Andals is actually on um, on Rob Arnold's uh, solo, His solo record. Yeah, wonder why. So, he, I wonder, wonder. Maybe he's just. I know he he left the business because he had health issues. Yeah. So I wonder if he just doesn't have it to do a full. Well, I like, mean, if they're if they're welcoming welcoming back, you know, past members, maybe he'll jump up and uh, he'll jump up. I'm sure he'll jump up and wave or something. But hopefully, he'll get up there and play a song. But yeah, I saw that announcement. I was like, "Oh shit, am I going to that?" <laughs> I this is something I might. I was like, "I might travel for this, man." But, Come on up, man. I'll give you a place to stay, so you don't have to waste money on a hotel. No, I'll stay at the hotel. The uh, Beautiful downtown Cleveland, Ohio. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, what a, what a great album! And uh, to to kind of you know, obviously, uh, twentieth anniversary of this album, and a great album to celebrate. That's what I was looking for. Hell yeah, dude! I can't wait. I mean, I'm I, I'm one of the, and I know you're a huge fan too. But I am definitely of the of the thought that that's a band that should have continued on. Should have been huge. Yeah were absolutely better than pretty much anybody else at the time, including bands that went on to be bigger than them. Mm-hmm. You know, bands like, you know, I know you love these guys, but I think Camira was a far superior band to like kill switch far superior. Oh no. Come on. They were far. <laughs> There's superior. no coming on to that one. They were far superior in my mind, but I yeah. like the heavy. I like that, that. Just the brutality of it. And, I may look. I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna be part. I'm part impartial on this one, I guess, or I'm partial on this one, I guess, because um, I am friends with those guys. I've had a lot of fun with those guys over the years. 
you know, some of the radio pranks that we did to LaMarca are legendary. So I'll have to bring those tapes. <laughs> I got to find those tapes and bring right. them. To you. You'll laugh your ass off. The Did I ever tell you this one about the Baltimore Sun where we, <laughs> we set up this whole thing. This is when I was doing the metal show on MMS. Okay. And we set up with, it was me, my co-host Matt and, um, and Mark, we set up this um, call with Jim that he was going to be being interviewed by the Baltimore Sun for a um, for a bass guitar story or something that they were doing for whatever bass he was playing, and okay. what we did, but what we did was we did an interview, a mock interview first with Mark, where Mark was just shitting all over Lamarca, and talking about how he was fat and he played terrible and that they were secretly auditioning bassists and you know all this stuff, right? So then I called Lamarca to do this interview as. Joe, whatever from the Baltimore sun. And we're doing the interview and we're going along. And I said, well, what do you think about the fact that Mark Hunter is actually auditioning basis to replace you? And he's like, what, what are you talking about? I was like, well, here, this is what he said. And I played him the, the quote. <laughs> he gets all fucking pissed off. He's like, I don't know anything about this. And I don't know why you're trying to get at me, but this interview is over. And he hangs up on me. Right. Two seconds later, he calls Mark, who had his phone set up to be recorded, and he's just lighting Mark up. You motherfucker! How could you fucking be? <laughs> <laughs> and then we had the whole we had the whole clip ready, and we just played it on the show. It was so good, man. We we had a lot of fun with those guys, man. I I love those guys. Great. Band. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when you go when you go back to the 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 annals of talk to me. I mean, just Mark Hunter alone being a, a great guest on the podcast. One, of, I, I think one time I, I, I was having some technical issues. He was on the Twitch stream when I was doing throwback throwdown, he, okay. he came on the Twitch stream and I was having like technical issues. And so I kind of hit him with like a dumb question. Like, what are your influencers or something? Yeah. While I was like messing with something, he's right. like, he's like, what are you going to ask me next? You know, like what my favorite song to play live is and like, just, <laughs> just like, as soon as he did that, man, we just went into like a ball busting um, um, nice. mode. <laughs> yeah, He's a good dude, man. He's he took a lot of un, unfair heat when yeah. the band started falling apart, but he's a good dude and creative as fuck. I mean, he's, massively talented yeah man when he he wrote a big thing about right when they when they broke up you know kind of a, a diary of, of towards the end there of the band and just mm -hmm. this just this great like if you ever want to just read how a band falls apart you know look up this 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 uh essay or whatever that mark put out right basically it'll tell you anything you ever want to know and it's being in being in the you know in bands and being in a band even like primer when you know we lost our singer and we still kept the tour going and just reading him talking about losing members left and right but kind of just keeping the the band going mm -hmm. even though you're like the lone person standing um it, it's it's a it's a it's a great read and uh you know definitely something if you if you're ever interested in starting a band <laughs> you know these are the things not to do you know go read right <laughs> And the weird thing about that was he didn't only just keep the band alive. I mean, they put out two, the last two records that were like kind of splinter records. They were yeah. really good. Those two, the, the hell one, when that was mm -hmm. the, the age of hell and um, the phantoms, what was that one called? Um, Crown of phantoms. Okay. Those are some excellent, excellent records that just, and it's just Mark, basically it's Mark and, you know, others <laughs> <laughs> mark and like all the guys from yeah. from doth or whatever that band was called yeah 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 that kevin kevin tally mm -hmm. yeah he was the drummer and that's another talented guy so it's not like he went and worked with schlubs he all oh, right yeah. he certainly got really talented guys to come in but but yeah i mean the band fell apart and it still sounded like chimera and it was it was still really good and even the shows were good i saw i saw both i think i saw both tours and um, they were still great. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see. I, I think if you know if they were to reunite, I don't think that reading and, and just kind of talking to Mark and and even Rob Arnold probably would, you know, do probably a, a, a version of Chimera at this point because mm -hmm. he he seems like you know with his YouTube channel and everything going on that he would probably enjoy kind of keeping it going. Um, but I think I think honestly they're kind of one of those bands that if they quote unquote reunited. 
and put out a new album and, and just really hit it. I think that they would, they would be one of those kind of success stories of, of went away and came back bigger. Yeah, they could very well be. I don't know if it could happen or not because I know, I know Matt is like in like some other band, like six feet under or something, right? You know, so you'd have to pull him away from that, or maybe not. I mean, six feet under doesn't work that much. But I know Lamarca is, um, he has a really successful barber shop. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that he's going to quit his barber shop to go back on the road for no money. You know, I mean, he's finally, finally found some success. And I'm not sure if he's involved or not, but his family owns a pretty successful pizza chain here in, in Cleveland called Master Pizza. Okay. And, um, I believe, I believe he's involved in that as well. So he'd have to leave a lot of shit in the background. I mean, maybe the pizza chain would just run without him, but certainly the barbershop would be closed without, without him. And I don't know if he's going to go back to, you know, he's older now. You finally build your, get yourself going into like a, a regular career. Do you go back on the road? Yeah. You know, that'd be a hard choice. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely a, a tough one. I mean, you know, we've talked about it many times on here, you know, talking about it. If, if primer were to get back together and do things and tour and put out albums, you mm. know, I'm like, I'm like, I got them government benefits, man. I don't know if I could, I could walk away for, for anything right that, now. And, and that's the thing is, you know, while, while we can think that Camara could come back and be bigger than they were. Right. What if they don't? <laughs> right. You know, if they don't, then what, then you've given up. You know, what you've really, I mean, when was the last time Camara was a full band? Before 2010, right? Right. So you're giving up what you've built the last 12, 15 years. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, man. But I think these reunion shows, like what they're doing, um, are, are, are just enough to scratch that itch and just you know, mm-hmm. kind of get it. You know, these shows always sell out. You know, there's always tons of people there. Oh, right? yeah. The, like the Christmas shows and stuff that they were doing mm-hmm. in the past. Now this is going to be an, another, you know, two nights at the Agora. Yeah. That I mean that's that that'll that'll fill that tank for for months. Yep. Well, I will be there. I'm, I will be at the Friday show. 1000% guaranteed. I can't wait. Um and and Venom news, uh chances of the classic Venom reunion uh are less than zero says Kronos by the way. Oh, really? Well, chances of me attending any <laughs> of those shows is even less than that less than zero. Horrible band, horrible, horrible <laughs> band. I, I, I definitely have never gotten into, uh, into, into either of those bands. Yeah. I, one of the funny, funniest things that I ever did on the radio is uh, when I was on uh, the metal show on WMMS, we, um, we had this intern named Jeremy, okay. really cool guy. We're still friends with Jeremy, but Jeremy was a go-getter and would do anything. Now I was notorious of being a total dick to the interns. Like I was the guy that say, okay, caller 98 will win tickets to what, and I would make the intern go through 98 calls. I wouldn't let them just go one, two, 73, 88, you know, I make them take every call just to be a dick, just to fuck right. with them. So <laughs> we had heard, we had a, this is weird because it's a cross show thing on the CMS. We had this guy, that was a venom fanatic and he would be in the chat room all the time. And anytime anybody would talk about music, any kind of music, well, that's because Kronos invented whatever seven string guitar Kronos invented bass playing or whatever. So I, I took all these things and we got offered an, an interview with uh, Kronos in-person interview with Kronos. So I sent Jeremy who knew nothing about venom down there. And I wrote all the questions. Okay. And every question was, so when you invented bass guitar, what were you thinking? They were just stupid, horrible, arrogant questions. He got fucking so mad at Jeremy. <laughs> it was great. And Jeremy, I'll give him credit. He's a trooper. He was getting screamed at by Kronos. And he goes, look, this is what the station asked me to ask you. And then went right back in and asked him another one. It was fantastic. That's <laughs> total ball busting. But that's my that's my one and only good Venom story I could tell because musically they stink. <laughs> oh man, um, I'm all over the place here. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Oh, actually, as we talk, man, uh, looks like uh, Chimera Mark from Chimera has has chimed in and says Chimera has no plans for a new record or more union shows. Okay, well, that's now. <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's see how he feels. Like the day. I don't know though. I I think he's pretty content with his life too. I don't get the I don't get the idea that he wants to go back to doing it full time. Right. I think he gets enough calls to do like the the odd appearance on so and so's album once or twice a year, or like the Lamb of God, you know, to where he can scratch the itch for a minute. Right. You know, I think he gets enough of that to where he's satisfied with it and. Hey, more power to him. He did it. He did it well. Why wreck the, if, if he thinks it's going to wreck the legacy or it can't be as good as he wants it to be, then why do it? You know, I mean, he's done everything there and that's the thing. He's done everything there is to do with it. What else would he have to do? What has he got to prove? He's played festivals. He's played the biggest festivals, right? You know, other than headlining a few of them. I mean, that's all he hasn't done. Yeah, it says uh, the the he posted a thing on Twitter about the frequently asked questions, uh, different set lists. Aside from hearing impossibility each night, you will hear different songs and some repeats. Uh, what's the lineup? You know, in case it goes through the lineup, uh, will there be more dates? No tour. No. <laughs> come to, come to Brazil. Yes, but no. <laughs> New album. No. And it's just this. Thank you guys. And then uh, someone asked if it will be filmed. And it says, we're fortunate to have a lot of friends with talent in this area. I can see it being a possibility, but nothing is planned as of yet. Okay. So there, well, there you go. go. All right. Well, I'm in. I'm in. I'm going. I will be buying my ticket on Friday morning. Is that when it goes on sale? Yeah. I think the pre-sale went on, goes on sale today, maybe. But and it might sell out. I hope it doesn't because, well, if it does, I'll just call. I'm sure I can get it. <laughs> That's one I'm pretty sure I can get through. Right. Well, man, as we get to wind out here, man, have you been uh, watching anything, listening to anything, checking anything out? Um, Watching, um, I'm trying to think, what have I watched? I've been watching this documentary called UFO. Okay. It's on, Um, it's like a five part or six part or something on Showtime. It might be the best UFO documentary ever. <laughs> All right. I mean, I, I don't know that I believe in this stuff necessarily. I don't know what I believe. You know, right. there's, there's, I go from day to day. I don't know. You know, some days I believe that there was the moon landing. Some days I believe it was all bullshit. You know, when I see like Buzz Aldrin saying, yeah, we never went to the moon. You know, when I see stuff like that, I'm like, oh, well, if he's saying it, <laughs> you know, but then, then there's other days where I'm like, yeah, he's just a crazy old man. You know, he's losing his brain. But, you know, UFOs is such a weird thing. And this documentary, it, it has a slant, obviously. And and its slant is that it's all a big, giant government conspiracy that came out of a government cover-up. And um, the cover-up was that we were doing some kind of some kind of high-elevation testing in the fifties, forties and fifties with some kind of balloon technology. And when somebody, some, one of the balloons crashed and, okay. and somebody reported it that was not supposed to see it. So the government made up the whole UFO phenomena, you know, as, as kind of a thing to explain away, not only that, but future tests and whatever that they were doing. Okay. And, it's, I mean, it's fascinating documentary to watch. And again, I watched five episodes or four, whatever it is, four or five episodes. And I still have no idea. Just like yeah. everybody, you know, it's like watching, you can watch a million JFK things. And you still don't know who shot him. You know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> right. sort of the same, the same thing, but it's a fantastic documentary. If you're into UFOs, it's just called UFO. It's on Showtime. And, um, that's real. I started watching the Wednesday thing because based on your recommendation, mm -hmm. not feeling it. All right. Not, I tried. I did try it. I just was like, eh, I think I'm over the Adams family. <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and the, the, I think just that whole, that whole era I'm over. Cause like I hated, absolutely hated the Rob Zombie monsters too. Did, yeah. 
my kids actually were actually watching that, but I, I actually never got into them. I, I watched it and I was just like, this sucks. <laughs> it's campy and shit. And then plus Rob Zombie's just out there said, hey, if somebody offered you $50 million, you'd do it too. It's like, okay, so you didn't give a shit. <laughs> you just did it and it shows. Right. I'm like, ugh, not good. But And then musically, not a damn thing. I've been listening to Eddie Money. That's it. So <laughs> I have not. They're real. I dude. I put on the the Spotify um new metal. Okay. Like the new metal releases for for the month or whatever. Yeah. Am I wrong in thinking that what they're considering metal is not what we consider metal anymore? Like there's a lot of rappy stuff in there. Like rap, more rap than metal. Right. And they're calling it metal. And I was like, eh, this isn't really metal. Not at all. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything I've been listening to that's that's not, you know, 30 years old at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's there's there's really well, I mean, and this is a dead time. This is a dead time too. Yeah. Nothing coming out till the new year. You know, everybody's on on break. I, I did get the new obituary in my uh inbox. And that's yeah, I got that. Good. I didn't listen to it. It's good. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds like obituary. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of variation there. <laughs> um, yeah, I think everything that I've been listening to, I've already, I've already talked about. Um, actually, a podcast that I brought up in the past, um, "Fly on the Wall." It's the uh, Saturday Night Live podcast for yeah. Dana Carvey and David Spade. Uh, they just did like a two-part Chris Farley special. Okay. It's like four hours long, and it's all these interviews with like Mike Myers and Chris Rock and Rob Lowe, and his his mom is on there, and his brothers are on there, and it's just like right. you know Kevin Nealon, just just basically everybody from that era, all just telling great Chris Farley stories, and uh, makes That's me want to cool. makes me want to sit down and watch Tommy Boy tonight. Nice, um, <laughs> great movie. Yeah, great movie. Just just how tragic it was for all everything going on in his life and stuff like that too, and. Just you know, a lot of great funny stories about how he you know he would just get naked all the time and just like just just showing up, you know, like Mike Myers tells a story on there. I guess there was like a like a like a shower right in uh in like one of the little dressing rooms or whatever. And he said he would like before every show he would jump in there and take a shower and then immediately Chris Farley would just jump in the shower with him. <laughs> and he, he would just, be, and he would be like every week, he'd be like, get out of here. But, uh, you know, so, funny. but you know, they, you know, they debate the Chippendale skit and like, you know, dude, was he, a, you know, was he ashamed of it? Did he like it? And sure. And I, I, I go with David Spade and David's like, I've never heard him say anything about that other than, you know, he, he enjoyed it. So, well, it, it hit home. I mean, it was a home run for viewers. Speaking yeah. of Chippendales, are you still watching Welcome to Chippendales? Uh, yeah, I think we're about one or two episodes behind, right. but yeah, we're still watching it. So goddamn good. <laughs> I, I I got caught up yesterday. Yeah. Man, is that a good show. And boy, that Balaji guy was a dick. <laughs> so was the other guy. I, I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that guys in the porn game were assholes, but but man, oh man, that Balaji guy it's funny because they're trying to portray him as like the better, the the lesser of the two evils of the two guys. I hate him way more. I mean, way more. <laughs> He's just such an arrogant asshole. And it's like, good. I'm glad you got fucked over and got your club stolen from you, you dick. <laughs> Too funny, man. Um, let's uh Let's give a little shout out to the new podcast over here at notfest.com. Uh, it's right. called She's with the Band. It's uh Tori Kravitz and Alicia Atut, uh, two ladies of the two ladies of Notfest have come together, and they, they uh, so far they have uh, let's see, it looks like two episodes are out. Um, an episode of Meet the Host kind of goes into their history in uh, interviewing bands and things like that, and then uh, the first guest on the show is Kat Von D. So well, that's, nice. a, that's a nice guest to get right out the gate. Right. Well, there you go. Well, go check it out. I will check it out. Well, check it out. Everybody go check out our good friends, Tori and Alicia over there. She's the band. She's yes. with the band. She's with the band. <laughs> and uh, I think that will do it for another episode of talk to me here on notfest.com. Uh, so make sure to go rate, review, subscribe. Oh, you know what? Let's do that before we go. Get out of here. All right. We got a new podcast rating over oh, there. Did we? we on the Apple podcasts. Okay. So let's uh, 
stall while I pull it up here. <laughs> All right. Five-star review from Eternal Drummer. Okay. Uh, I always enjoy the show, especially when you team up with Aiken. Wow. All-around all great podcast talking about music, past and present, current events, and sometimes even football. So um, thank you, I, Eternal Drummer. And I agree. When you team up with me, greatness ensues. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when we talk about our... Our dog shit football teams. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about football. No, thank you. Yeah, after on a uh, nice three-game losing streak right now, and uh, not looking good for us over here. Uh, over here today, I turned on Sports Talk just for a minute, and they're already talking about what position we might be looking at in the second round of the draft. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. Are we already to that point? <laughs> yeah, because not only do you guys – you know, uh, not winning. You also don't have a first. We don't round have a first round pick for like three <laughs> years. So, so they're already trying to evaluate like pick like thirty eight or something. And I'm like, right. oh, just let the season finish. You know, let's let's stall this as much as we can. There's <laughs> there's nothing good when you're talking about drafts during the season. That that says it all. Yeah, they're they're already pulling up the salary cap numbers and who, who who's probably going to get cut uh, who's not going to get cut you know everybody's being you know uh armchair gm right now right so does Vrabel survive or no oh yeah for the for, Vrabel probably gets more control now that the uh the you know with this new gm coming in is probably okay. going to be you know kind of a yes man to Vrabel right. which you know I'm kind of I'm kind of excited to see what he does with it but Sure. Yeah, I mean, some of these picks that some of these some of these decisions that John uh, Robinson made, you know, thank you for drafting Derrick Henry. No, thank you for trading to AJ Brown kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> right. Dude, speaking of since we're talking football here, instead of wrapping up. There we go. What do you think about um your boy just walking off his team, taking his ball and going home? Yeah, that's a that's a weird story, man. I've been I've been keeping up with it a little bit and um you know, it's funny that one of the guy, one of the, uh, the, the, it's called football and other F words. Go check that out if you're a Titans fan, but, uh, it, it's a Titans podcast. But I guess one of the hosts lived near Marcus back okay. when Marcus was on the Titans. And he said, like, you would see Marcus leave his house in the morning at like nine o'clock, you know, like the, the least amount of time at the facility kind of guy. And okay. that's like one thing that no one ever talked about with him was, Kind of like a, I guess a low work ethic or, or something. Sure. So now that he's been benched in in Atlanta, I guess he you know, oh now I need to get a knee surgery, you know, yeah. kind of thing. The only thing that I see in in this football and other f words also made the point, but you know he I guess he did just have a kid, so he like went to be with the kid. But I guess a lot of football players have kids, and you don't get just get to walk away. So yeah, well, and the timing is really bad. You know, the timing is, oh, I got benched. Well, then I'm going home. Yeah. It was like, oh, I've been benched. Oh, I guess I need to get a, a knee scope. You know? Yeah. And even Arthur Smith, who was the offensive coordinator here when we benched Marcus here, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of kind of shit on him in the press conference. And, you know, from all accounts, you know, Marcus is a good dude that, you know, it seemed like you would just take a shit on. But, uh, oh, Marcus Mariota, man, he's, he's uh, not doing too well for himself for his next team. No, yeah, I'd imagine he's um he's looking to be the fourth string guy on somebody's practice squad next year if he plays at all. A lot of people are just saying, you know, you made your I mean he's he's made a shitload of money and he might yeah. as well just fucking if you're not into the game, retire, man. Like uh Yeah, well that's it. What's he twenty eight, twenty nine years old? Maybe thirty? Yeah, something like I mean, yeah, he's definitely I would say he's younger than thirty. Yeah, so go do something else. <laughs> Take your millions and just go do away. go do whatever that degree you got got you sk skilled for. Oh, that's right, it was football. Oh, let's see what Mark, how old Marcus Mariota is. He is twenty nine. Yeah, perfect time to retire. Yeah, retire. Just you know, God, I wonder how much you retire. If he retires at twenty nine, he'll be divorced by thirty four. I don't even know that he's married. I don't know. Well, that well, he has a kid. Well, that I guess that doesn't mean he's married. Well, the one thing um, it said in one of the the things was him and his partner. Which, so oh. that doesn't sound like a wife. Oh, there's pictures of some girl with him. 
Uh, I keep saying net worth net worth of twelve million, but that doesn't make any sense. I know he made he made twenty million his last year in Tennessee. Um, this one says Marcus about- is married. Okay. They recently became the proud parents of their first child, Makaya Kai Mariota. <laughs> yeah, he's from Hawaii, so they probably yeah. get some. And she's Hawaiian too. Man, she's way shorter than him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, she's way shorter than him. Like by a lot, by a foot and a half. Like Shaq and his wife. Have you ever seen those photos of them? Yeah, yeah, that's bizarre. Shaq, oh. Shaq is seven foot four and she's like five foot two. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she is short, way shorter. She's way shorter than him. By at least a foot and a half. <laughs> they always talked about Marcus like being like this super nice guy. And the one thing that like I, I it always before I got married to my my wife, mm-hmm. I never once made my bed. Ever. Okay. Like, I'm just not a bed maker. Sure. But, like, Melissa is all about making the bed. Like, as soon as I'm out of the bed, it's made. Like, right. I'll I'll leave the room, come back, boom, it's already made. And now, like, if if she has to work and I'm off, like, I'll get up, but I'll still make the bed because now I'm like a bed maker or whatever. Right. But they said that Marcus would make his bed even if he stayed at, like, in the team hotel. Right. He would make the hotel bed. And I'm like, all right, dude, that's a little too much. (laughs) Right. There you go. Click it. I, I I put it out so you can show people the difference in their height. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's to his shoulder. She has to, like, jump up and kiss him. And stuff. <laughs> she has to stand on the bumper of that car to kiss him goodbye. She's a man. <laughs> oh, that's that's how you end an episode of Talk To Me with Mariota photos. <laughs> <laughs> Too funny, man. It's funny. Well, now we will end it. All right, now let's we, go. Now that we've got our Marcus Mariota out of us, he'll, he'll probably right. be the backup to Deshaun next year, and uh, yeah, and he'll, and he'll be all he'll be our guy. Marcus rules, man. See, he came in for that one drive, and he was awesome. It's the next Baker. What about Baker, though, man? Like that, that was great. That, I, that, props to him. Yeah. Look, and you know this. I I'm not a Baker guy. Yeah. I have been a Baker hater since day one. Hmm. I hated those damn commercials. I hated that he wasn't practicing because he was doing commercials and it showed. Yeah. Props to him. That was really impressive to come in with. You know, he, I, I, I was watching the, did you watch the post game of that game? I did not know. I watched the post game and he was trying to say the guy's name that he threw the ball to. He didn't know the guy's name. <laughs> he literally didn't know the guys. He called him like, like Bobby Johnson or whatever his name was. Yeah. It was like Robbie. Yeah. He literally didn't know the guy's name. Well, they yep. said that he, after the game, like had to be told where to go for like the media availability and all that stuff too, for the yeah. press conference. And just, I mean, just to basically get picked up on Tuesday and play a game on Thursday and lead your team to a, you know, fourth quarter comeback is, is just bananas because I mean, I get that they always say that like a lot of, a lot of, teams have the same terminology or they have, they, they run the same concepts, but they have different names for it and stuff. Right. So, I mean, when he's getting the plays called into him and he's like out there, he's like basically just like, all right, you run a go route, you run a 15 yard slant, you know, yeah. you run a, is, is that what he's doing in the huddle? Like, you know, cause he's not out there like X, Y, banana Z, you know, yeah, he doesn't know. And, and, and it just takes that much more time, yeah. you know, even if he's reading it off of his wrist, yeah, he still has to translate it in his own brain. Yeah, and then give it out, and then remember. Well, that means that this guy's going left, and this guy's going deep. And yeah, I, I was impressed with that. I mean, that was to me that was like the most impressive that Baker has looked since that first game when he came in against the Jets and took us to victory in his first game. Yeah, they said he is now the first quarterback uh, to play to start a game or to play for uh, three separate teams in one calendar year. <laughs> so Gee, that's that's something to hold in high esteem <laughs> but yeah man i'm rooting for you man i'm a, i'm i'm a ba- I, you know i'm gonna get a baker apron like john drake used to have well, and john probably sell you his baker hat and <laughs> john had baker drawers like underwear yes <laughs> nice and he's like the first one on the on facebook to shit on baker too, of course which- well that's john <laughs> 
As long as you're wearing brown, you're you're a Hall of Famer. The minute you take that that uniform off, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> All right. So now, why don't we? Uh, but what about? No. <laughs> <laughs> did you see what the the uh, the other team did? Yeah. So let's end it here. Uh, right. Talk to me podcast here, notfest.com. I've been Joshua Toomey. I'm still Chris Aiken. And uh, we will talk to you soon. See ya. The Talk To Me Podcast, presented by NotFest.com. Follow the show at Talk To Me Talk. Be sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review on your favorite podcast app to get the latest from the Talk To Me Podcast.